Hello, everyone. This is Beyond the Analyst, part of Triple Play Fantasy, also part of the Fantasy Points Media Group. I'm your host, Zach, at FF Trooper Batman. I am joined today by the wonderful John Bosch himself. John is one of the founding members of Fantasy Cares, host of the Dynasty Game Night podcast on DLF, and a part of Dynasty Wall Street and Dynasty Time Machine, both on DTC. How are you doing today, John? I am doing all right, Zach. Thanks for having me on. This should be this should be fun. I always enjoy these kinds of shows where uh, you talk to fantasy people, but not about fantasy. <laughs> exactly. That's the perfect segue. Um, so if you guys have missed out on season one, we had 30 awesome uh, interviews last off season. This is now, I think we're on number nine. You are the ninth episode. So we have eight episodes already out there on our YouTube channel for Triple Play Fantasy or on our podcast um, network so go ahead and make sure you like subscribe all that fun stuff so you don't miss out on any of the other interviews but like you said john we're here to talk about you and not about your your fantasy takes and i'm sure you have great takes and oh obviously oh 100 percent right all the time <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so we'll we'll start off uh, i would say to me at least i think you're known for for at least four things this is in no particular order creative leagues um unique leagues um fantasy cares eliminators beer and theme parks so i tried to kind of frame these questions uh to be about each of one of those so i would say you are a mad scientist when it comes to creating those unique leagues do you have a favorite one that you've created so far you make me choose between my babies (laughs) (laughs) um so favorite league it's so tough because i like the reason I enjoy unique leagues is because they're all different and they all give me a different challenge, uh, which is why I can't stop creating different leagues because I, I like to do just new things. Um, Power Hungry will always have like a special place <laughs> for me uh, because that was one of the first mo- like super unique leagues that I came up with, that I started. I shouldn't say I came up with it. There were probably other people out there doing uh, leagues that had superpowers involved. Um, so that, that, that's probably always going to be, always going to be one of my favorites. That's one of my like original unique leagues. So that one, that one kind of, that one kind of stands out. Um, salary cap leagues are really what I, I love. So I, I have several of those and ultimately like le- of the leagues I play in that I have created, the salary cap leagues are my favorite. I, I could play nothing but salary cap leagues and be pretty happy. <laughs> I, you know, if I got rid of everything else, I would, I would have to keep those. So, so those are, that, that's probably not, it's hard, it's tough to pick a single favorite. I enjoy all of them. I understand. Otherwise I wouldn't do them. <laughs> I understand. And now you don't have to spoil anything if you don't want to, but is there a new league that you haven't seen yet that you've been brainstorming about that maybe you just, you're not ready to, uh, to do it yet, but you've been kind of percolating there in your mind. So not really, because I am uh, the second startup that I'm running this year uh, is just about finished. Um, so I kind of I had two new ideas that I had been holding on to for a while. Uh, I wanted to do a, a second copy of my Fantasy Cares Eliminator Dynasty League because the first one is super fun and it's <laughs> relatively easy to play and manage and run and. Uh, so I wanted to do a second one of that. We got that one all started up and done and 
Then I wanted to try and figure out a way to, to turn a guillotine league into a dynasty league. Um, so I have, I started one that is just about to finish the auction, probably the next day or two. And it has a lot of guillotine properties, but it is still a dynasty league. So like you do get to protect some of your players. Your whole roster doesn't get chopped and stuff. Um, but that was, that was pretty fun. I, I was pretty excited to get that started. Um, that had been kind of kicking around in my head for a little while. Uh, and that's usually what, that's usually what happens is when I have an idea, I try to avoid starting it right away because I don't want to. I want to make sure that it's one that I'm going to not be able to forget. Uh, so if it, if it sits in there for like a year and I'm still thinking about it, that's usually when I go ahead and start a league at this point. Used, that wasn't, that didn't used to be the case. Used to be I'd start a league every time I had a new idea. Uh, and that's why I run too many leagues, but, uh, I, I've learned. Now, now I'm a little more patient with them. I, I try to hold off on, on them for a year before I start them. Uh, the only, the only one that I've never been able to fully start, and it's just because it would be too much work, was I always wanted to do, and, uh, Dan Myler ended up doing kind of a version of it, Dynasty Day Trading. So it was nice. I, I was able to play in it and I didn't have to do it. I'd still like to play in it. Uh, ultimately he let the league go because it was too much work, which is why I never got around to starting it. But, um, I, I do, I love the aspect of player values. So something that incorporates like the day trading is what, that, what, uh, Dan called it. When you can pick up a player and then you can cash out and get something for picking up players that rise in value and then being able to cash out on them. Like I've always wanted to be able to make that kind of a league work. It's just so much work. <laughs> it's so much offsite work. Um, so it's not just not compatible with, with any, any platform out there. So if I could pick one to somehow be able to do and like have a platform design it <laughs> for me so that I didn't have to do any offline work and stuff like that or offsite work, uh, that would probably be it. I, I, I still think about that to this day. How could I do a stock market league where you can just literally buy and sell like oh i made I, I picked up this player for nothing and now he's worth this and some calculator or something or the average of some calculators or i i think about it a lot still i can't can't make it happen without it being a lot of work so that's a cool idea and immediately when you said it, i was like oh you need a platform for that and for sure said that like if, if a platform existed it'd be feasible and i'm already thinking of like show ideas of like all right who are your penny stock players of the week yeah <laughs> something like that you could i mean you could, have a lot of fun there would be a lot of content around it it could be a lot of yeah. fun but too much work <laughs> too <Yeah>. much work <laughs> but maybe maybe one day a platform will, will invest some time and money into that we can have it would be a very i would imagine not <laughs> i don't know that it would be profitable because <laughs> it would be a pretty niche uh, league but it'd be fun for those of us in it you know, maybe someone will get bored and they, they kind of retire and they want a project. That's true. <laughs> they, they they aren't doing it for the money anymore. That'd be nice. Yeah. And then you talk about so many different leagues that, that you are commissioning in. So do you have one tip for commissioners to have to, to have a more fun league? Because you hear a lot of those complaints sometimes of like, my league's just not fun. Don't run a basic league. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's the key. I, I don't run any leagues that are just like 12 team super flex draft picks i don't find those as entertaining i mean i i do play in some um i don't know why people play in like 30 or 40 of those to me that's just 
it's the same thing. I, I get the people that play high volume because they want exposures and take it all that, but I like different things. So I don't need a whole bunch of the same thing. I'm already enjoying that. And, you know, so I don't need to just keep playing in that. So my tip is be creative, <laughs> put creative rules in, put something fun in the rules. That's really where the fun is going to come from. I know rules aren't fun, but the rules of a league are what make a league fun. And then the second part is make sure you get the right people. Uh, I mean, I've at this point now, I've gotten to the point where I, I try to vet really, really hard to make sure I'm getting the right mix of people in my leagues. Because if you have one or two that <laughs> um, are the wrong fit, it can really make a league go downhill. So the key is the, the, the preparation of the league is what makes the league fun. Uh, get the right, get, get fun rules and get the right people that want to play with those fun rules. And usually leagues end up being fun then. <laughs> it, it just works that way when you get, you know, the right mix, but you have to, you have to do the, you have to do the work to make it happen. You can't just throw a league together and expect it to be the best league. It takes work. Uh, makes a lot of sense. That's, that's great advice. And I kind of want to transition into uh, the charity aspect that we, that we were kind of talking about. So you mentioned Fantasy Cares Eliminators briefly. I know it's extremely popular. I don't want to be presumptuous, though, that everyone listening um, knows what that is. So can you explain what FCE is? Yeah. Uh, Fantasy Cares Eliminators. They are one of our bigger events now for Fantasy Cares. Uh, of course, Scott Fishbowl is the premier event. Uh, the Fantasy Cares Eliminators are kind of a little appetizer leading up to that. Um, basically what I, what I do, and I have a group that helps me, which is fantastic now because <laughs> it got so big that I, I just couldn't manage it on my own anymore. <laughs> it was, it was way too big. Uh, so I have a group that helps me. You sign up on, and it'll, all the sign up will be on fantasycares.org this year. So that'll be really nice. Everybody can go straight there and sign up and hopefully donate while you're there. Uh, you sign up, you play with a celebrity, um, and 17 people will sign up to play with the celebrity. So if you know somebody in fantasy football, an analyst, uh, you know, anybody that does content, I, at this point now, I, I, I have a decent enough reach and contact with a lot of these people that a lot of them volunteer their time and, and it's awesome. You know, they, they donate their time. They, they hang out in the, uh, usually a Twitter DM <laughs> while the draft is going on and, People are interactive. It's really, really fun to see. So everybody drafts a team. You do a best ball draft, usually starting about a month from now, actually. Um, actually a little less. I think it's May 11th is the go live date for the sign up this year. So we're pushing it a little bit further <laughs> to try and get them all done, uh, by the end of June. So they, they are done before SFB really kicks off. Cause last year, I think we had just a little bit of overlap. We were a little bit slower on it, but this year we're going to, we're going to be better. We're going to be faster. So you sign up. You draft a team. It's a best ball team. That's it. That there's nothing else to do but watch your score each week. And as long as you're not the lowest score, you keep advancing. So each week, the lowest scoring team is eliminated. So come week 17, there will be two teams vying for one title. And uh, last year, Trophy Smack uh, jumped on board and sponsored a, a nice ring. So there was actually an overall champion. For anybody that played in like the standard fantasy cares eliminator, and I, it's hard for me to say standard because I mess with the scoring for fun. Um, but uh, anybody that played in the, the standard for the year, basically, if you were the highest scoring team of all those leagues, you end up winning a ring, which was really nice of, uh, 
trophy smack. Hopefully I, I got to reach out to them, get them back on board for this year, but I'm sure they'll be back on board and we'll be able to do something like that again. So it, they, they end up being a lot of fun. It's a big community event. I mean, nobody really gets into it really caring if they win. I don't think, uh, in the, like I said, I usually do mess with the scoring system to make it so that it's not just, you know, like a, a regular best ball draft. Don't get me wrong. I love doing underdog drafts right now. I enjoy that quite a bit throughout the day. Um, but the, I wanted something that would be separate. And so we, we usually have some pretty unique scoring in there just to make you think a little bit differently, which I, I think ends up making it fun and make it, makes you a little sharper when you have to think about you're, you're sitting in May and thinking <laughs> about a scoring setting that makes you just kind of look at fantasy from a little bit of a different angle. I think that's something that always improves your game. So that, that's one of the reasons I do that. Cool. And you did mention this would be going live around May 11th. So I will say um, we are recording way ahead of time because uh, <laughs> this episode will come out like May 22nd ish. So, oh, so it's like, already live. Go sign up. Yeah. Folks. So when you're listening to this, yeah, go sign up, check it out. If you have any questions, always reach out. People will be posting about it a ton. Yeah. Um, but it's an awesome charity. There um, will probably still be signups live on May 22nd. Usually, I think it took about two weeks to get all of them, all the signups completed last, last year. So probably take about Perfect. the same amount this year. Perfect. And, and we run well, like, leading... I will, we run like 150 of them. So yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot and there's, I'm not kidding when I say if there's somebody that you want to play that you know of in fantasy, if they're not on the list, let me know and I'll reach out. But, uh, at this point, there's a lot of people, a lot of names on the list, fun to play against. Awesome. And then we'll be leading right into Scott Fishbowl right after that. So lots yep. of awesome charity going on, bring it, bringing the uh, community together. So make really sure you're signed up for cares. Scott Fishbowl, folks. Scottfishbowl.com. <laughs> the only way to get in, literally. It is. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't sign you up, you will not get up. in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Doesn't matter who you are. Uh, but no, I appreciate you talking about Fancy Cares Eliminators and all the work you put into it. Cause like you said, you, you have a team now that helps you, but it is still a lot of work, but for a great cause. And, it, it seems like the community has a ton of fun with it. You, like you said, uh, everybody wants to kind of win, you know what I mean? But really, they're just, it's more bring everyone together, have a good time, hang yeah. out. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I love that, that last year was the first year, maybe the second year. I can't remember. Uh, where there's like, there's no required entry fee. So, I mean, we do like donations and we recommend donating. Which is the whole point <laughs> is to raise a bunch of money for fantasy cares, uh, to support the charities that we support. Um, but I, I was overwhelmed with how generous people were. It was, it was nice. Um, and you just, there, there's no payout or anything on these. It's just playing for pride and for fun. And it is fun to eliminate some of your favorite analysts. Let's be honest. It's pretty cool to be able to say, Hey, I beat Scott Fish in this, <laughs> something like that. Absolutely. And now to transition to, to one of the other topics that I think you're known for, I would say, is beer. So I know you love beer. I know you I love do. trying new beer from <sighs> all over the country. Um, cause I know you post about it a lot. You have your fridge with all the different, different labels on it. Is there a certain state that you think has the best beer that you've had so far? That's tough. Cause I'm going to make, I would make a lot of people mad if I chose one. Um, <laughs> and I'm obviously extremely biased seeing as I live just south of Cincinnati. But I will say, like, Ohio does have really good selection. I, I am extremely spoiled where I am because we have really good distribution. So I get beers from Ohio, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Maryland. <laughs> like, we, we're, like, right in this Missouri. Uh, like, 
we have Tennessee. We have a lot of stuff that gets distribution right where we are. And I live also within driving distance of Cincinnati or I mean, Ohio, Kentucky and Indiana. So like <laughs> I can go, I go to shopping in different states that have different distributions. So I'm very spoiled. So I have access to a lot of stuff from all around the country. Uh, I, I will say like, I'm, Ohio is very, very good. There are a lot of good craft breweries in Ohio. There's not a lot of lot to do in Ohio, so people make beer and drink it. Um, I really enjoyed when I had been out west up the Pacific Northwest. Uh, my sister lives in Seattle and I had some very, very good beers up there. So I, I would like to go there and drink more. Uh, and then I, I will say Texas, I think is a pretty standout state too. I, I have had a lot of beer sent to me from Texas, the Austin area, and then surrounding areas in Texas. And there's some good stuff coming from Texas. <laughs> so I, I think, I think those are the, uh, those are probably the tops on my lists. I will say there's a little spot, a couple, like the, my favorite <laughs> brewery right now is Drecker, which is in North Dakota. And I specifically went out of my, like, <laughs> said, I'm targeting people. I want to exchange beers. Send, I'll send you some. You send me some. Uh, we'll take care of each other. And all the stuff that I got from there has been fantastic. We do have Drecker distribution here, but we don't have some of the other stuff. Uh, I think it was like Half Brothers, Rhombus. Like, so now I'm totally ready to drive up there <laughs> and just drink in that area <laughs> because it's got, it, it had several good breweries that people sent me from right in that area. So. It's good. I, I, the United States has gotten a lot better. <laughs> I, I used to be a beer snob and only wanted Euro beers once I started drinking Euro beers. But since then, I've now discovered as long as I, you know, put in a little effort in my shopping, I can, I can get stuff that I like from, from America. Perfect. And, uh, I know it's probably like choosing your favorite league or choosing your favorite child. I understand. But do you have a favorite style of beer? Oh no, this is, this is not like choosing my favorite okay. anything. This is easy. It's sours. I love sours. Um, I, I will try any sour. <laughs> like I, I, that's my favorite style. I'll drink a lot of different types of beers. I know the next question is which one will I not drink? And it's IPAs. I am hashtag team no IPAs. Um, do not like IPAs. So I know that you have the best IPA ever. I understand that. I'm still not going to like it. So you don't have to recommend it to me because it's the best one I've ever tasted. Trust me, I've tasted about a hundred that are the best IPA I will ever taste. I don't like any of them. <laughs> so, uh, sours, sours are easily my favorite, but I'll drink just about anything except IPAs. We're pretty similar. I, I do enjoy good sour and I do not like IPAs either, but I do like hazy IPAs because they are kind of remind me of a little bit of a sour where they're a lot more fruit forward, um, yep. and not so bitter. So I, I, I will enjoy hazy IPAs. <laughs> I will say, like the one IPA that I do like <laughs> is one that Chris, when Chris Allen makes, uh, when he makes, he makes IPAs, and he's he told me like he finishes things with vanilla, and it just k kills some of that bitterness. I'm like, oh my god, this is so much better. Why doesn't everybody do this? Ah, <laughs> uh, like people the want that out. bitter taste. I don't. <laughs> I'm the same way. I, I like that nice smooth finish after I drink it. It tastes good, yeah. and then it still tastes good. <laughs> yeah, I so enjoy simpler. drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to be like, oh, that tasted good. Oh, now it tastes bad. I, I, I don't get that. Whatever. No, not, I, not. We either. are on, <laughs> we are on the same page, hundred percent. And I will say, uh, even in sours, like there's a subset of sours that 
if you can get like a smoothie sour or a slushy sour, oh my god. <laughs> like that is those are dangerously good. Like they they don't look like beer at all. Um and sometimes they're a little bit higher in the percentages because they can really mask some stuff because they just jam pack fruit in there. Those are really good. When I find when I find a smoothie sour or a slushy sour, like if, if you go to a, so one of the beer places that I shop has like their you know the standard shelves aisles of beer, but then they also have a refrigerated only section. And when like whenever a can says keep fresh <laughs> or keep cold drink fresh, I'm like yes, that means there is so much in there that. If it warms up, it will explode. That's that's a sign that I want to taste that beer big time. I'll have to look out for those. I always like trying new, new stuff, so I will be on the lookout for some some slushy and <laughs> smoothie beers. I'm uh, curious where you get yours in Florida because I struggle in Florida because a lot of places don't can and distribute a lot of Florida breweries. You can only get them directly at the breweries, which that's a pain in the ass. I don't want to spend my vacation doing that. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't I, I don't have a huge variety down here, but uh, Publix actually has a decent amount of like your more like popular yeah. craft breweries in Florida, so that's not too bad. Um, and then I also have a beer drop service, so a monthly service where uh, and that that goes all over the country. Actually, it's a lot of Colorado beers. Um, yeah. Every once in a while, I get a Florida beer. I just got a Maryland beer at my last drop. So um, that's kind of how I Mar- try my. Variety. What was the Maryland beer? It was Duclaw Brewery. Oh, Duclaw, um, yeah, yeah, they're really yeah. good. And it was, let me see. They make unicorn farts. Yeah. (laughs) There was a rainbow poop on the can. Yeah. Um, It was to, to promote colon cancer awareness. Ah, yes. I think I saw your tweet on that one. Yeah. I I like the claw. Claw is good. Uh, Yeah. It was a, yeah, it's a fruited sour ale. Yep. So you you would have enjoyed that. But yeah, my, my last box had a a blackberry vanilla ale, a peach lemonade sherbet. Um, yeah, I saw that tweet and that all those look good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's a milk stout. Yeah, so I've gone through about half of them so far, so they've they've been enjoyable. Um, nice. But yeah, that's kind of how I find my variety. But I would like to to tour. So there's a ton of breweries around here. I just with with three young kids, it hasn't really been a a an activity for me yet. But I definitely want to get around. Yeah, more. like anytime we're in Florida, like we're in Florida to vacation. It's like I don't want to have to go to seven different places to get my beer for the beach. Uh, now what I do usually when we go down to Florida, we stop and. South Carolina, uh, Charlotte, South Carolina, North Carolina, like right on the border, there's a Carowinds theme park, Carowinds amusement park that we go to. And there is a big, huge beer store right by it. And so I just buy a ton there and drive down, uh, because I, I've gotten so disappointed every time I'm at the beach and I'm like, I really don't want like Bud Light lime. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. That's not, uh, that's not the, that's not the fruited beer I'm looking for. Because, like, if you ask, they're like, oh, there's some Bud Light Lime over there. Oh, no. Like, that's not what I meant. Uh, <laughs> and you can get, uh, and then there's yeah. a lot, a lot of citrus <laughs> Belgian wheats. A lot of citrus Belgian wheats in Florida. I, but I got tired yep. of drinking those. Like, there's a lot and they're good, but I can't drink those for years. <laughs> like, mix it up, people. Come on, throw some sours in your cans and put them in, the, put them on the shelves. Florida. Absolutely. It, this um, is a problem for me because we go to the beach <laughs> frequently in Florida, <laughs> obviously, and I drink too much and I can't get good beer. So it frustrates me. Like I can't go fill up a growler and take a growler to the beach. I'm not allowed to have glass on the beach. So I need a six pack of cans, get some distribution at Publix. Come on, people. I know why. I mean, they do it because they want yep. you to come into the breweries and eat and drink because that's obviously way more profitable. But I don't want to drink. 
I don't want to drink Miller Lite and stuff on the beach. <laughs> yeah. One day, one day, so, craft breweries yeah. in Florida will explode into the grocery stores. There you go. Uh, just for your for your beach trips. <laughs> hopefully. hopefully. Um, but speaking of, of trips with the family, I know you love going to a lot of theme parks um, and you go all over the country for the theme parks, which I think is really cool. So what is it about theme parks that, that you and your family like so much? We love rides. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I have been a roller coaster enthusiast my entire life. I, Kings Island is very close to where I live. So I grew up going to Kings Island. My brothers and sisters and my best friend, we would always get a family pass together as soon as my oldest sibling could drive. Uh, and I mean, we spent, we would go up there once or twice a week. It felt like. And now that I have kids, they also enjoy it. So. It's they, they they grew up going to them obviously, but they they do like the roller coasters. So the fact that they enjoy that thrill seeking is just awesome. Because now you got to go do it with them. That's that's so great. And honestly, like the price of a Cedar Fair Platinum Pass for all the parks that we go to, that's a big factor because it's super cheap <laughs> compared to actually paying to get into all of them. So I mean, like that's why we can go to all of them because we. We have a pass that gets us in all of them. Uh, you know, it's like twice as much as the pass to get into one park. But for me, like, we're going to go to all these different parks. That's, that, that's just super affordable. The, the, the one year that we did do literally, uh, every single Cedar Fair park in America and Canada, uh, we did it all in one summer. Like I tallied it up and it would have cost us like 10 times what it actually cost us. Had we paid to go and do each park and like park and buy food? Cause I mean, we have, you know, we have the dining plan, drink plans and stuff. So like all that stuff was paid for already. So all we have to do is basically pay for our travel, you know, driving and, and a hotel room. That's, that's, that's relatively inexpensive way for a family of five to vacation. <laughs> so no, that's about like it. But we, I mean, yeah, we love it. We, we do enjoy it. We, we love going to parks. Um, it's nice in the, in when it's cold here, we can go down to, uh, Charlotte and it's usually a little bit warmer down there. So we, we'll, we'll spend a, you know, a weekend down there usually once a winter, just kind of go get some, some warmer weather. <laughs> like, and, uh, there's, you know, sometimes over the colder months, not all the rides are operating, but we don't even care because we could, like, we leave like 20 degree temperatures and we can go sit outside and, you know, 65, 70 degree temperatures and ride some rides and, eat and drink and have fun so it's it's enjoyable and my kids my kid the fact that my kids I love it get, makes it real easy if they didn't like it we wouldn't do it <laughs> no that makes sense and i mean a, a summer of just touring theme park sounds amazing so i can't beat that <laughs> yeah at some point like we we do want to switch and get like the six flags uh pass that gets us because we haven't been to those uh but obviously they have rides that we haven't ridden uh, but the fact that like we're so close to Kings Island, <laughs> it's hard to not have Cedar Fair. And there's really not a reason to get both unless we are going to go to all kinds of parks, which right now we don't have the time to do. No, that makes sense. And so that was the last of we'll call it the uh, serious questions. I have some rapid fire questions. If serious. You're I felt that pressure. <laughs> all right. Rapid fire questions. Cool. So you can literally answer this with one word if you want, or 
you can add a little context, um, however you, you feel like you need to answer the question. So I need you to rank these beers for me. Shower beer, after yard work beer, grilling beer, and a vacation beer. Okay, so two of these are usually the same. So the after yard work and shower beer are usually the same. Like, if I've done yard work, I usually come and get a shower. And yes, I will take a beer to the shower. And it is super satisfying. Um, the vacation beer, also nice because I'm on vacation. And yes, I am that person who grabs a beer every time I grill. <laughs> uh, I may have a problem. No, I, um, how do I rank them? So vacation beer, I think is the top just because like the setting I'm on vacation. Uh, I didn't have to do anything to earn this. I'm not doing anything to earn it. I'm just enjoying it usually on a beach, you know, or in the ocean <laughs> or by a pool. Um, but I'm in a nice setting and it, it, it isn't like a reward. Um, for having that I had to earn. It's just, ah, uh, so that's probably the top of the list. I actually, as much as I enjoy like grilling, I, I think the shower beer after yard work just hits better. Um, there is something to that. I don't have a riding lawnmower anymore. I did used to have one and I would have a, I was that guy that would, you know, have a beer while I'm cutting my grass on, on, on my mower. That was exactly who I was, but now I push. Uh, with the, uh, with a battery operated one. So I really earn it. <laughs> um, I think that one hits the best for sale. And I, and I will say a grilling beer. I don't always have one. It depends on what I'm grilling and how long I'm going to be standing by the grill. Uh, if I'm just making some quick burgers or hot dogs or something like that, then, then it's not. But if I'm making something that I'm going to be standing by that grill for a while and doing a little bit of work, then obviously I'm going to get thirsty. So I think grilling beer comes in third on the list. Fair enough. But what, what's your ranks on those? Um, I'd probably have it the exact same way for the same reasons. The vacation beer because you're on vacation, the shower beer, yard work beer, because like you said, you had to do some kind of work and hydration is important. Obviously. And then grilling beer, it's enjoyable. I like to grill. I like to enjoy a beer, but, um, yeah, it's not like it, it's last, but it's not bad. It's just. Out of those three, I'd have to put it last. Vacation beer does have the plus also that it, it might be something you've never had before. So Correct. It may be more also, expensive than all costs. the other beers, but. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, I wasn't even thinking about that because <laughs> that goes down on the list. Like, I don't, I don't buy beers at these amusement parks and stuff. I looked. So we went to Kings Island, uh, Friday for like passholder opening day. And I was just sitting, sitting by one of the like beer stands and just looking at it and like, it's like twelve ninety nine for just like a Bud Light, and then it's like thirteen ninety nine for uh I don't I don't even know what they refer to it as like a craft I think it might have just said craft beer, and it's not even anything good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a small brewery that, that like they don't even have something that like makes me even consider. Oh, I would pay fourteen dollars for that sixteen ounce. No, <laughs> like oh my god, I don't. But I, I don't, I'm I'm the person. I also don't I don't drink at baseball games if I go like. Stuff like that. I just can't. I feel, oh, it makes me sick it, thinking you're spending that. Uh, I will say yeah. like at Disney, if I was ever at Disney and doing like uh, the around the world, <laughs> that's the one place where it's if it's something that I only have the option to get it there, that's when I would probably pay up. Like if I'm not if it's from a country and it's literally from a country uh, and it's not just, you know, <laughs> labeled in there, you know, like made here and. Uh, labeled differently if it's, if it was actually imported from some other country that I'm never going to get a chance to go to. 
then I might consider it just because that's a unique experience. And then I'm paying for the experience, which I, which I'm fine with. That makes sense. All about value. Uh, yeah, (laughs) I really am. (laughs) So let's say you own your own theme park. So what three rides that already exist would have to be in your theme park? All right. So here's another one where you, this is the, this is a tough choice one. Um, and again, I have not been on six, all of six flags. Like I have not done those parks because they're just not geographically conducive to me. Um, so Steel Vengeance is probably my favorite roller coaster. That's at Cedar Point right now. Um, if anybody doesn't know what it is, I suggest looking it up and watching a video of it. It is awesome. You have no harness above your waist, like no over the shoulder, no over the head, nothing. The, the locking mechanism locks your legs into position, like in a seated position, it comes up and locks your legs down and you go upside down a bunch <laughs> and it's really fast. Uh, so that is, that's, it, it, there's not a lot of rides like that right now. Um, it's one of the newer coaster styles and it, um, it's a, it's a really different feeling when you aren't locked in and going upside down. I mean, you are locked in, but you're not locked in up top. You're locked in on the waist, which is, it's, it, it's unique. <laughs> it's different. That's, that's probably my favorite coaster that I've ridden, uh, ever. It's super exciting. So I would definitely want to have a coaster of that style. Um, one of my favorite coasters is Fury 325 at Carowinds. Does not go upside down at all, but it is so high, so fast. You get so much airtime because it's one of those ones, it's basically just a series of up and downs. But the way it's, the way it's designed and how fast you go, uh, your butt is up off your seat <laughs> a lot. And I love that feeling. I love the feeling of like, just kind of floating along. Maybe I'm going to fly out. I'm not going to fly out, but <laughs> you know, that, that feeling is, I, I enjoy that feeling on a roller coaster. So, and Fury 325 is the best of it. Um, Kings Island, unfortunately, they, they, they have one that's very similar called Orion that just opened a couple years ago. And the first time I wrote it, I was like, uh, this is not as good as Fury 325. Like, what are you doing, Kings Island? Like you, you had the chance to outdo. Another one, and you did it. So that was disappointing. Still a fun ride, but it was disappointing to me. So that only leaves me one other ride. Like that's so tough for me to choose. Like those are those are probably my two favorite coasters and coaster styles. Um, so I want to get a ride that's a different style. Unfortunately, it probably still has to be a coaster because they're just so much more fun. Um, and that makes it really tough. To choose what kind of, uh, what kind of, what kind of coaster I want. Uh, it probably would come down to being, it's probably, I, I would probably want to go with like a winged coaster where that's one of the ones where, uh, so like you're sitting out off the, off to the sides, like on the coasters and like you're usually, you're kind of dangling instead of, uh, instead of like sitting in a bucket or anything like that. Uh, those are fun that we rode one over in Europe when we were over there called Phoenix at a, at an amusement park called Toverland in the Netherlands. That was really, really cool. <sighs> but I only got to ride it a couple of times. Um, I think, so I've gone Cedar Point, Carowinds. It's tough for me not to, you know what? I'm going to go with one from Canada's, uh, Canada's Wonderland, which is 
Yukon Striker is the name of it. So what's really fun is, is you go up, then you go and like, you know, always on a coaster, you go up and you go down. Uh, but on this one, you go up, you start to go down and then you stop. <laughs> and so you're just like looking down and then it lets go. But there is a good, there's a good delay there intentionally for you to just kind of hang there and look and then you just whip around. And that's, that's really cool. That'll be from three different parks, three different styles of coasters. Um, I, I think, I think that's the way to go. I, I think that's the way to go for me for three. If I can only pick three rides, I probably should mix it up and pick some non-coaster ride. Cause I do like other rides too, but coasters are the one one. They're the best, They're the best style of ride. Perfect. I love it. Uh, if you were a beer, what oh, man, style of I beer just would realized, you be? You know what, you know what coaster yeah. I left out? Coaster style I left out? Uh, the new one down in Disney that was, I did enjoy that one a lot. Uh, you know, the one that, like you spin as you go around the track and stuff. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Uh, that style is pretty fun too. Oh man. That's tough. All right. <laughs> that could be an honorable mention. Yes. Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy on an honorable mention. Cause that, that's a really fun, that feels really cool too. When you're both spinning and moving forward. <laughs> like that's, that's fun. All right. What's the next one? Sorry. These are super no, rapid. Obviously I'm crushing the rapid part of this. Yeah, rapid's a loose term. Uh, so if you were a beer, what style of beer would you be? And then can you describe yourself like you would describe a beer with three words? I can't. I'm actually terrible at this game. <laughs> um, what style of beer would I be? I have no idea. Um, I mean, I, I don't think I would be a sour, even though it's my favorite kind, because a sour would be like somebody that's like, you know, bubbly and uh, light and bubbly, you know, effervescent. I That's not me. So I don't fit that. Um, I, I wouldn't be an IPA because I'm not bitter. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people enjoy it. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, you know, I'd probably be like a porter, I think. Um, solid, heavy, kind of an acquired taste. Uh, those that, those that enjoy that style of beer really enjoy that style of beer. And those that don't, don't. (laughs) I think that's pretty fitting to me. I feel like that's how, I feel like that's how I'm received by, by people. I'm either liked or I'm not liked. (laughs) I love it. And then is my last one for you. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? That'd be flight. I mean, that's why I chase roller coasters. <laughs> I, I, one of my favorite roller coasters of all time, uh, was, <laughs> it, it was the kind of you, you get strapped in, uh, and then they lay you back. But then as you go up, they twist you over. So you are just facing downwards and, and you're just like hanging there. And like it, then as it whips around, you know, that's probably as close as I'm ever going to come to feeling like I'm flying. Uh, and I was, I've always been a Superman fan, so it would be flying. That, who wouldn't want to fly? That's like one of the, in the good place, one of my favorite shows. That's like one of the best parts. They're like, Hey, today's flying day. And she has to miss it to go clean up garbage. Like, Oh, I might have gone to flying day. Like, how do you not go fly? It's so much fun. <laughs> I would, I would imagine. I don't know. I've never actually done it, nah. but I would love to try. 
I we we were promised jetpacks, weren't we? You know, like one of those coming. <laughs> so the Rocketeer was a long time ago. That really was. <laughs> uh, but I I appreciate all those those answers. It was great to get to know you a little bit more. Can you let everyone know where they can find you and and all of your content? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at John Bosch FF. Really, really clever with the uh, name. I was not as creative as uh, creative as at FF Chalupa Batman with the fun league reference. Um, so yeah, I, I am on Twitter. I'm on there too much. My content is like uh, you said at the introduction. I have two podcasts on the DTC podcast network. That's Dynasty Wall Street and Dynasty Time Machine. And then I am also on Dynasty Game Night. From time to time, uh, we aren't quite as frequent on the on that show as we probably should be. Uh, that is on the DLF podcast network. Um, it, the majority of the work that you'll find me doing is fantasy care stuff. So fantasycares.org, go sign up, join our mailing list, play in, con- you know, we, we almost always are going to have a contest of some sort going that you can join in. They're not going to ever be anything challenge, like super hard or challenging. We just want fun things. Uh, to kind of give, give, give people something to do. Uh, we probably will have a, dr- oh, this will be way after the draft. So that won't matter. Um, but at this time, it'll be the eliminators and then, you know, Scott Fishbowl coming up. And we, we probably are going to have a few other things throughout the year, even after those events. Awesome. And you can't be SC football combined with charity. I mean, there's no better combination. It is fun. So it is you. really, really cool. How <laughs> what, I mean, the mission Scott started, and just how how much it's grown, and how many people have been supportive of it. It's it's so cool. Absolutely. So this is Beyond the Analyst. This is Triple Play Fantasy. Make sure, like I said at the top, like, subscribe, leave a review, all that fun stuff. It's a great way to support the team. Uh, the team puts out a lot of great content, not just football. Uh, we're talking basketball, baseball, all that great stuff. So. Thank you again, John Bosch, for coming on. Really appreciate getting to know you. It was a lot of fun talking so many different topics. And thank you all. Make sure you guys tune in for the next interview that will be coming out. Thanks for having me. Thank you.